Welcome to episode 20 of AI.Cooking, a podcast about artificial intelligence. Howdy, meatbags. Welcome to AI.Cooking. Episode 20, a podcast about artificial intelligence. I am Gwuff the Cock from the Kingdom of Kent, who brings you news about artificial intelligence from the first half of December 2021. And... AI Knowledge Corner! Let me just fade out that music. So, I've had, as, as usual, a busy couple of weeks, and last night I had a rare chance to sit down with the missus and watch a movie, a movie film, a movie film called Free Guy. Yes, I know, I spoke about it on here, what seems like months ago, what probably is months ago, but I only just got around to seeing it, and you know what? It was pretty good. I quite enjoyed it. I liked the themes the storylines. I thought it was all good. The one thing I did thought was a bit concerning was the fact that it's on Disney Plus. And I just don't know what Disney's angle in, in this whole shaboodle is. Are they good guys? Are they bad guys? It's obvious to most people. It's unobvious to other people. Do they have to be good? When I tell my daughter and she says, oh, they're a bad guy in a film or whatever she's watching. Do you know what I say to her? I always say, do you know what, darling? And she repeats it back to me now. She goes... There's good and bad in everyone, and ain't that the truth? So, let's talk news. Clearview AI faces £17 million fine after a UK watchdog said the facial recognition firm may have collected images from a substantial number of Brits without their knowledge. Hmm. <laughs> silly, silly Brits next door to me over in Britain. Images in Clearview AI's database are likely to include the data of a substantial number of people from the UK and may have been gathered without people's knowledge from publicly available information online, including social media platforms. The Information Commissioner's Office said in a statement, Clearview, which scrapes photos from social media accounts with the goal of helping law enforcement agencies, has come under increased scrutiny in several countries. Yes, scrutinise these Nearly swore there. These beasts. <laughs> that could be me if I was on social media. I'm not on. I do no agenda social, which is a Mastodon instance on the Fediverse. It's the only meaningful uh, contribution that I've ever given to social media. I did a little bit of Facebooking back in the day, but it was all sort of. Why are you lying about your profile? I said I was a girl from Timbuktu for, for about 10 years. Very ahead of the trend, your, your, your Gwif the Cock over here. 
And in other news... Engineered Arts, a UK-based designer and manufacturer of humanoid robots, recently showed off one of its most lifelike creations in a video posted on YouTube. The robot, called Ameka, is shown making a series of incredibly human-like facial expressions. At the start of the video, a mecha appears to wake up as its face conveys a mix of confusion and frustration when it opens its eyes. But when Ameka starts looking at its hands and arms, the robot opens its mouth and raises its brows in what it looks like is amazement. <laughs> the end of the video shows Ameka smiling and holding a baby child. No, I, I made that up. Holding a welcoming hand out towards the viewer. If that's how you want to interpret that gesture. <laughs> However, a mecha robot doesn't walk, flip, or do parkour like Boston Dynamics Atlas robot does. More information can be found at their website at www.engineeredarts.co.uk and in other news, more about robotic than artificial intelligence, researchers play God and create the first living AI designed by Xenobots that can self-replicate. Team builds first living robots that can reproduce. <laughs> AI-designed xenobots reveal entirely new form of biological self-replicating promising for regenerative medicine. To persist, life must reproduce. Over billions of years, organisms have evolved many ways of replicating, from budding plants to sexual animals to invading viruses. Now, scientists at University of Vermont, Tufts University, and the Wyss Institute for Biologically Inspired Engineering at Harvard University have discovered an entirely new form of biological reproduction and applied their discovery to create the first ever self-replicating living robots. We did it, everyone. Yay. 3D printers on the moon. Woo. The same team that built the first living robots, Xenobots, assembled from frog cells reported in 2020, has discovered that these computer-designed and hand-assembled organisms can swim out into their tiny dish, find single cells, gather hundreds of them together, and assemble baby xenobots inside their Pac-Man-shaped mouth that, a few days later, become new xenobots that look and move just like themselves. And then these new xenobots can go out, find cells, and build copies of themselves again and again. <laughs> wow. 
Okay, leave that one for number three. That's that's top of the list news there, guys. That's a, a milestone, isn't it? That's, that's us sort of done, really, once they can replicate. Now it's a competition between our replication capabilities and their replication capabilities. Not that this should be a competition, it's more of a cooperative. We should be working together to ensure that everyone has a decent experience on planet Earth or whatever the realm is that we're under. In other, other news, the movement to hold AI accountable gains more steam. Wow, that was good. Good whipsaw, writing team. I like that. A New York City law requires algorithms used in hiring to be audited for bias. It's the first in the US and part of a larger push towards regulation. Efforts are underway to better understand how AI works and hold users accountable. New York City's council last month adopted a law requiring audits of algorithms used by employers in hiring or promotion. The law, the first of its kind in the nation, requires employers to bring in outsiders to assess whether an algorithm exhibits bias based on sex, race or ethnicity. Employers also must tell job applicants who live in New York when artificial intelligence plays a role in deciding who gets hired or promoted. In Washington, D.C., members of Congress are drafting a bill that would require businesses to evaluate automated decision-making systems used in areas such as healthcare, housing, employment or education, and report the findings to the Federal Trade Commission. <laughs> I can see the conversations now, can't you? Oh, we've got an algorithm that can hire... Okay, right, let's tune this algorithm so that we don't get any noodle boys in. And then, oh, you can't not hire the noodle boys or girls or any gender that those noodles are. <laughs> <laughs> and now they've they got to hire the noodle boys. This is just another way of shoehorning weak-limped, um, lily-livered, uh, unuseful, mouth-eating human meat bags to into positions of power where they have no right to be, <laughs> I think. Or maybe it's not. I don't know. Coming up next... The Defense Department will hire its first Chief Digital and Artificial Intelligence Officer and formally establish a new office under their purview by next summer <laughs> via an organizational restructure. It deems necessary to advance data and technology integration and innovation across its massive enterprise. AI Force! <laughs> that to-be-selected executive, the CDAO, will report directly to Deputy Defense Secretary Kathleen Hicks, according to a memo published on Wednesday. Once the office is formed, the senior official will supervise and support the meshing of all data-centered and AI-aligned work led by the Defense Department's Joint AI Center 
Office of the Chief Data Officer, and Defense Digital Service. The intent here is not actually to create a new management layer, it's to shift the organizational construct to get greater integration and unity of mission, so that we can move faster and farther in the face of digital and AI innovation. So what that means in practice, the CDO, DDS, and JAIC are each going to report up to the CDAO and create a tech stack that lets us integrate data, software, and AI. A senior DOD official told reporters on a call ahead of the announcement, the goal there is to optimize their value and try to consider them more holistically. What? Consider them more holistically? What? What, is, what does that mean? What, what are you doing? Have you not seen Terminator? <laughs> it's a big popular film. <sighs> doing a lot of that, aren't I? Sighing at the end of these things. When I used that last week when I listened back to it, on the rare occasion I got to listen back to it, I thought, oh, you're sighing quite a lot there, Gregory. <laughs> but the, the, the news is hilariously ironic, is it not? Or is it just me? And in more news, University of Cincinnati researchers developed an autonomous robot that can open a door for itself. It uses an appendage on a small motorized lift the robot can raise and lower to reach a door handle. A small arm at the base holds the door open while the robot pivots around it and carries on with its duties in the next room. The current solution to recharging a robot is to install a docking station. <laughs> when the robot runs low on power, it returns to its docking station. However, there cannot be a dock in every room. Or can there? The new robot can identify a wall outlet and insert the plug without human help. Oh, this is a real... This is, these robots are coming on leaps and bounds since I started doing this. They're now having sex with each other, opening doors, docking, commanding military data and information. This is... This is nice. This is we are what we are. The, hopefully, we can all walk, work together harmoniously, and walk into the future confidently. That will be super, super, super happy. And in other news, tiny robot courier trucks get stuck after snowfall in Estonia. In 2017, the Estonian Parliament adopted les. In 2017, the Estonian Parliament adopted legislation to allow delivery robots on its pedestrian sidewalks. All was good, until a heavy snowfall threw the idea out of the window. Nowadays, these trucks line up on the sidewalk in the Estonian capital Tallinn. A Twitter user has shared a video that showed how the innovation failed spectacularly. <laughs> the video showed seven of these tiny robotic trucks stuck on the sidewalk. Some of these tried to move through the snow, but they could not. The 21-second clip has already received around 200,000 views and several comments. 
a Twitter user wondered how the developers of these trucks did not anticipate snow. Yes, how could you not anticipate the weather? Something everyone everywhere anticipates. Never mind. More money is required, I should imagine. So... Tesla requires full self-driving testers to allow video collection in case of a crash. With Tesla's latest FSD or full self-driving release, it's asking drivers asking <laughs> to consent to allowing it to collect video taken by a car's exterior and interior cameras in case of an accident or serious safety risk. That will mark the first time Tesla will attach footage to a specific vehicle and driver. According to an electric report, Tesla has gathered video footage as part of FSD before, but it was only used to train and improve its AI self-driving systems. According to the new agreement, however, Tesla will now be able to associate video to specific vehicles. By enabling FSD beta, I consent to Tesla's collection of VIN-associated image data from the vehicle's external cameras and cabin camera in the occurrence of a serious safety risk or a safety event like collision. The agreement reads, whereby VIN stands for Vehicle Identification Number. AI.cooking, yo! Finally, the Knowledge Corner! More about metrics or methods to evaluate machine learning models. Which metrics can you use to evaluate a classification model? And which metrics can you use to evaluate regression models? Answer, or rather two answers. Answer one, numero uno. To evaluate classification models, you can use the following metrics. True positive rate. Accuracy, known as balanced accuracy. F1 score. AUC. AUCPR. Answer 2. Numero duo. To evaluate regression models, you can use the following metrics. Mean Absolute Error, known as Absolute Loss, abbreviation MAE. Coefficient of Determination, abbreviation R2, also called R squared. Root Mean Squared Error, known as, known also as RMS Loss, abbreviation RMSE. What is AUCPR? AUCPR, or Area Under the Curve of a Precision Recall Curve, Useful Measure of Success of Prediction When the Classes Are Imbalanced, or Highly Skewed Datasets. The closer to 1.00, the better. High scores close to 1.00 show that the classifier is returning to accurate results or high precision, and returning a majority of all positive results or high recall. 
What is the accuracy metric in the classification model? The ratio of correct predictions, or true positives plus true negatives, to the total number of predictions. What is called the F1 score metric in the classification model? An overall metric that essentially combines precision and recall. What is R2, also known as R-squared? R-squared, or R2, or coefficient of determination represents the predictive power of the model as a value between minus infinity and 1.00. 1.00 means there is a perfect fit, and the fit can be arbitrarily poor, so the scores can be negative. What is RMSE? RMS loss, or root mean squared error, RMSE, also called root mean square deviation, RMSD, measures the difference between values predicted by a model and the values observed from the environment that is being modelled. What is F1? F1 score, also known as balanced F score or F measure, is used to evaluate a classification model. F1 score, also known as balanced F score or F measure, is the harmonic mean of the precision and recall. F1 score is helpful when you want to seek a balance between precision and recall. The closer to 1.00, the better. An F1 score reaches its best value at 1.00 and worst score at 0.00. It tells you how precise your classifier is. What is AUC? AUC rock or area under the curve, as in AUC, is used to evaluate a classification model. AUC rock, or area under the curve, measures the area under the curve created by sweeping the true positive rate versus the false positive rate. The closer to 1.00, the better. It should be greater than 0.50 for a model to be acceptable. A model with AUC of 0.50 or less is worthless. What is accuracy? Accuracy is the proportion of correct predictions with a test data set. It is the ratio of number of correct predictions to the total number of input samples. It works well if there are similar number of samples belonging to each class. The closer to 1.00, the better! But exactly 1.00 indicates an issue. Or, commonly, label forward slash target leakage, overfitting or testing with training data. When the test data is unbalanced, or where most of the instances belong to one of the classes, the dataset is small 
or scores approach 0.00 or 1.00, then accuracy doesn't really capture the effectiveness of a classifier and you need to check additional metrics. What is R squared? R squared or R2 or coefficient of determination represents the predictive power of the model as a value between minus inf and 1.00. 1.00 means there is a perfect fit and the fit can be arbitrarily poor, so the scores can be negative. A score of 0, 0.00 means the model is guessing the expected value for the label. A negative R2 value indicates the fit does not follow the trend of the data and the model performs worse than random guessing. This is only possible with non-linear regression models or constrained linear regression. R2 measures how close the actual test data values are to the predicted values. The closer to 1.00, the better quality. However, sometimes low R squared values, such as 0.50, can be entirely normal or good enough for your scenario and high R squared values are not always good and be suspicious. Absolute loss. Absolute loss or mean absolute error, MAE, measures how close the predictions are to the actual outcomes. It is the average of all the model errors where model error is the absolute distance between the predicted label value and the correct label value. This prediction error is calculated for each record of the test data set. Finally, the mean value is calculated for all recorded absolute errors. The closer to 0.00, the better quality. The mean absolute error uses the same scale as the data being measured. It is not normalized to specific range. Absolute loss, squared loss and RMS loss can only be used to make comparisons between models for the same dataset or dataset with a similar label value distribution. Squared loss. Squared loss or mean squared error, MSE, also called mean squared deviation or MSD, tells you how close a regression line is to a set of test data values by taking the distances from the points to the regression line, these distances are the errors E, and squaring them. The squaring gives more weight to larger differences. It is always non-negative and values closer to 0.00 are better. Depending on your data, it may be impossible to get a very small value for the mean squared error. 
RMS loss or root mean squared error, RMSE, also called root mean square deviation or RMSD, measures the difference between values predicted by a model and the values observed from the environment that is being modelled. RMS loss is the square root of squared loss and has the same units as the label, similar to the absolute loss, though giving more weight to larger differences. Root mean square error is commonly used in climatology, forecasting, and regression analysis to verify experimental results. It is always non-negative, and values closer to 0.00 are better. RMSD is a measure of accuracy. To compare forecasting errors of different models for a particular dataset and not between datasets, as it is scale dependent. Anybody interested in artificial intelligence is welcome to subscribe and listen to the podcast. And that's it for this episode. Stay safe and stay dangerous, meatbag.
Germany is near.